Welcome back into Sports Nightly. I'm Jessica Cootie, and man, this Nebraska softball team has been quite a story. Have won 18 in a row, so we're going to continue to talk about that. We welcome in the head coach, Rhonda Ravel. How much fun are you having coaching this softball team right now? Well, I've had fun with them all year long. <laughs> I mean, we go back to the we go back to the fall. Every day's been fun, and and the reason that it's been fun is because they've just come in and they've done their business. They can be lighthearted when it's time to be lighthearted, but when it's time to flip the switch, they're really good at that, and they're doing the same thing through this time. And you know, you I tell them that the fans are hyping the streak, but we're just going one at a time. You know, every person that's come in here that I've talked to every week as it's grown and grown. It's they have I guess they're hearing your message loud and clear because it isn't they don't want to talk about it It's hey the next game one game at a time. They're not looking ahead. They're not looking to tomorrow They're not looking about at yesterday. They're looking at this day today So how do you get a team to buy into that? Well, I think it comes back to that we've had fun together every single day. And even yesterday when we saw that we were in the poll and I thought I, I thought do I bring it up or do I not? <laughs> and decided to right at the very first of practice but I think the message that I tried to convey is let's enjoy every moment. And when we get on that bus tomorrow to go to Wisconsin, let's enjoy the bus ride. It's not just about enjoying on the field together. It's about enjoying this team experience because they really are a great team and they're great teammates. And so, you know, you're going to look, they're going to look back on this. You hear this from so many alumni when their career's over and they say what I would give to just have one more bus ride or what mm -hmm. I would give to just have one more practice or whatever it might be. And so I just really want to drill that down and have them experience the richness of the team experience. And, and then hopefully some more victories come along the way. You feel like maybe those super seniors, especially those, your captains have played into that too, knowing, hey, this is it for them. They seem to be really embracing this last ride. Yes, you know, Liv Farrell, I'll start with her. She She's worked so hard all of her career. I mean, I don't think anybody's outworked that young lady. Of all the, all the players I've coached, nobody's outworked Liv Farrell. And what she's doing this year, it's really started like in the fall. Sometimes I'll ask questions at the end of practice. And one day the answer, I can't even remember the question, but the answer to her question is, every day feels like a gift. Wow. So imagine that perspective. Let's just zoom out and imagine that perspective in life. And she's taking that perspective every single day. And I think it's, it's easy to feel joyful when, when you feel that every day is a gift. Absolutely. And then the one-two punch and, and eat all of the pitchers, but Courtney and her really seem to feed off of each other. Yeah. We had both of them in here and they talk about their best friends. And you saw Liv when she came in on Sunday, I got your back and was emotional about it. They just, they seem to be quite the one-two punch together too. Yes. yes. And, and so proud of the pitchers, uh, you know, Carly and also KK, they, they're all a very connected, cohesive unit. And you don't always see that with pitching staffs. And they really, are they're, they buy into who's the most important pitcher on the team the one that's on the mound with the ball in their hand at that moment and they're all celebrating each other's successes and and that's as a coach that that really fills your heart that's amazing can you take me back to March 15th when you were at San Diego you guys lost those two games but then right after that was when the streak started did you see something click or did it all just come together was there anything one particular has it been a gradual build what's gone into it well, there were a lot of things that night. It was very emotional with uh, MJ Knight and on yeah. the other end of the of the doubleheader. I uh, just and and they felt that for me. I was crying at home play, you know. <laughs> and but it was interesting because that was the only day this whole season that I kind of looked at our team and went, 
I don't really know who we are right now. Hmm. And I think they felt the same way. And after the doubleheader, we stood in right field and we were talking a little bit, but it was clear that we just needed to get it behind us because it wasn't indicative of who we were. Um, and, but yet, not, not get it behind us in the sense that we were just gonna forget about it. it we were gonna take it to heart, and I think everybody did that in their own way because there wasn't a lot of discussion after that. But I think we all knew that uh, that was, we didn't want to feel that again. Mm -hmm. We'd been feeling too many good feelings that we didn't want to feel that again. And then we just went to work. And I really think, you know, we hadn't practiced in a while. We'd been playing a lot. And then we got to Kansas. And the Friday, we were weathered out. And we were able to get an indoor facility. And we went in and we had a great practice. And we all just went, wow, it feels good to practice. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of program that we are. We're a team that we like to keep developing and we like to keep growing, getting better as the season goes. And I've never been so excited. And I don't think players have ever been so excited about a three-hour practice. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Visiting with Nebraska head softball coach, Rhonda Ravel. Well, can you take me back to Sunday? I know you guys are one day at a time and you don't like to look back too much, but man, what a... An amazing day, comeback. All weekend was special with the dedication of Aces Place and you know the the sweep over Minnesota. But if you go back to Sunday, down eight to one, was there ever a moment that the the dugout got down that you doubted? Hey, this team could come back from this. No, uh, and it wasn't. It we weren't talking about let's come back. We were talking about again being in the moment. They've uh -huh. just been so good about being in the moment. And it's like they're all up to bat with it's seventeen versus one. That's our motto. And they were all up to bat with each other. And it was just like, let's pass the bat. Let's pass the bat. And the one thing, you know, we've, we've had some come from behind victories, not like this this year, but um, we, we put up a three spot immediately after that. And I think that kind of, you know, stops the momentum of the other team a little bit. So the fact that we, we didn't come completely back at once, but we stopped the momentum quickly. And uh, I'm not sure that they scored again after that that six run inning, but you know, we just kept grinding away. And then our seven, eight, nine in our lineup all weekend long, but then Peyton Gladder comes up with a huge opposite field grand slam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's big, big. I mean, it is, this lineup is just so daunting and you got somebody different stepping up, hitting a big bomb when you need it at any given moment. I mean, Caitlin Nill, you have so many people, a lot of people want to talk about Billy, but really one through nine, this lineup is so dangerous. When did you, think or see realize that hey this is a pretty talented lineup from from top to bottom really pretty early probably weekend two weekend one we were still trying to find our our team legs uh -huh. together but weekend two when we went to New mexico state and we had a few grand slams and a couple run rules and back to back to back home runs i think in the, the middle of the lineup and we got Cammie Barra, she was out the first weekend, and we got her back in the lineup, and we started to roll that way. I, I think that's when we realized, we all collectively started to realize we've got something here. And, you know, it's interesting because I get the stat line for the weekend after the weekend, and if I put them all together weekend after weekend, it's different people stepping up because, you know, it's, hitting's hard. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to be hot every weekend, and there are different people that are hot different weekends, and it's really been helpful. 
And not only that, you guys, everybody wants to talk about what you do at the plate, but defensively, you guys are among the Big Ten best, the nation's best, turning double plays, all of that kind of stuff, too. And your players, when they come in, they all kind of have the same message that it is separate. When It's like almost like two different games, mm-hmm. and they, they approach it as mm-hmm. such. So how have you got them to buy into that mentality as well? That, you know, there's a lot of players that might take a bad play in the field to the plate or a mm-hmm. bad at bat to the field, but they seem to completely separate the two. Yeah. We've done a lot of intentional work with our sports psychologist, Dr. Mariah Bullock, and in the off season. And it was, you know, week by week, uh, we set some performance goals led by her, you know, guidance. And some of them were offensive, some were defense, some were pitching. And so it, that's, I think, how we've been able to compartmentalize it. And our defense takes it very personally to do their part you know, do my job. And we understand that our pitchers are working to try to roll us ground balls. We understand that when a runner gets on first, we're looking to turn a double play. And so that's been part of our MO. And so we take a lot of pride in that. And when we feel like we fall short on defense, and I say we, because I'm the infield coach, (laughs) that we all, it's like, okay, we got to shore this up. And so that's a really important part of our, our success. I remember when you came in here and we were previewing the season, you had talked about, hey, the infield's pretty locked in and the outfield, we're going to see how that goes. But man, some of your outfielders, they've made some sports center top 10 catches. They have been tremendous in the outfield. You have to be pleased with how they've come along the season too. Really, really proud of them. And they're a young group. And, uh, you know, just most recently we put Brooke over in right field. And on Sunday, she had a tremendous catch. And I, I talked to her after. She goes, man, I thought I was going to get to dive, and then all of a sudden I was there. <laughs> like she was disappointed that she couldn't dive for it. I'm like, well, that just shows you that you have an extra gear there, Brooke. Yeah. And she just giggled. That's awesome. Hey, Trev was on the show on Monday night, and he was joking that hopefully none of the bulbs are out of the scoreboard because your uh, team just keeps smashing the scoreboard. Is the scoreboard all okay? You don't have any bulbs out, right? It's it's actually netted. There's a net protecting <laughs> it, yes. Oh, that's awesome. I, I mean, I, I wanted to bring this up, too, because I, I talked about it last night on Sports Nightly, but um, the, on their day off, this team went to a nursing home to volunteer their time. They didn't have practice. They didn't have any team obligations. It was their regulated day off, and they chose to go together as a team to visit some of their pen pals that they've been writing to. How special is that as a coach to see that these these players, I mean, they're in the middle of an 18-game win streak. They're playing really well. A lot of people talking about them, hyping them up, but they want to take a step back and go give back to their community. Yeah. Well, that didn't just start yesterday either. Mm-hmm. And you really have to look at Carly Sievers, who is our leader in that area. But to the credit of the players, they've all not only bought into it, they're genuinely invested. I had lunch with several of them yesterday and said, how was it? And, you know, you could just feel, you could feel how special that was to them. And, and they, you know, it started during COVID. And when Carly realized that a lot of people that are shut in are probably lonely, and especially elderly people. And so they started their pen pal program. And that pen pal program has not only grown, it's blown up to the point that it's not just writing now, it's visits. Yeah. And consistent visits. I mean, this is ongoing. This isn't something that they're trying to get recognition for. It's something that's in their hearts. And I just, I love them for it. And I love Carly for just being the leader of the pack there. And and she's so, I mean, it's so who she is. I mean, that's Carly Seavers to her core to watch her work in that vein. 
And it was so cool to see how proud she was of her teammates mm -hmm. and how, you know, she was bragging on them and their relationships to me, telling me about the stories. And one of those, Ava Breadwell, who's the Big Ten Freshman of the Week, and she was one of the last people to leave. Yeah. And Butch, her pen pal, is taking all the credit for the 18-game win yeah. streak and, yeah. and Ava's success at the plate, by the way. He's yeah. given her some pointers. But that's, I yeah. mean, how neat is that, that you got to – you know, Avo's playing, had just such a great weekend, and here she is and, and wanting to spend time like that, too. Yeah, it's it, it's wonderful. And in fact, Carly told me, uh, it was probably around Christmas time, she said, you know, between Ava and McKinley, you know, because Carly's graduating, they want to take the baton and keep this thing going. And in fact, you know, Ava's from the Kansas City area, and Coach Miller has two aunts, both in their late 80s, 90s, that live in the Kansas City area. And Carly and Ava... So Carly drove to Kansas City, and they have taken them on as pen pals, and they went and met with them around Christmas time. Wow. It was unbelievable. That's got to help to give some perspective to yeah. these players when it, it, it can you can get ca so caught up in the game and, and what you're doing as an athlete, but to have that kind of reminder, that outside reminder of there are bigger things other than the game too. Yeah. Well, and just the joy, mm -hmm. the joy it brings others, and to to give to others really fills your spirit and you know there's there's some parents of employees in the athletic department that are pen pals with mm -hmm. our softball players and it's just wonderful well, we're going to continue to talk about that and have some stories coming up so you guys can uh, stay tuned for that all right let's talk uh, at wisconsin this weekend what have you seen out of the badgers i know they're ranked pretty high in the rpi could be a big weekend for you guys they are they're i think last uh, monday they were ranked 31 in the rpi and I think they're up to 24 now 24 or 25 20, i think tw 27 i don't okay. know i don't know <laughs> you, you probably know better than i do i'm just well i know I'm, ohio state wisconsin are are right there yes. neck and neck. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you have two big weekends coming we do. up. We do. Um, here's the thing about Wisconsin. They are very well coached. They never beat themselves. They pitch well. They try to induce ground balls, kind of like we do. Uh, Maddie Schwartz is their main pitcher. She started 10 of their 12 games and appeared in 11 of their 12 conference games so far. And she's just crafty. She spins the ball well. She keeps the ball down in the zone. She changes speeds. And they just find ways. And, uh, you know, they, they got the best of us here last year. And so that's not lost on me that, you know, they, they have the upper hand right now. And we're going to have our work cut out for us. But I like the way we've approached our business. You know, like I said yesterday, we talked about getting in the top 25. And I thought I should mention it. But we were right back to work. There was just no hype. Um, in fact, I heard from a parent this morning that they're in a family chat, and the daughter said, stop the hype. We've got work to do. And I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. And we'll probably have you on again, but you had a great crowd out this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I know we're really pumping up the Indiana series. Let's break the record. So how important is that to have Husker fans show up for you guys at series two? Well, I know you've heard other coaches say this, but it really is electric. I mean, literally electric. Like I feel the electricity going through my body. And I can be standing out there at third base, focused on the task at hand, but you feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. And it does impact. It really does impact us. Well, Coach Ravel, appreciate your time. Best of luck this weekend. And boy, man, this, this team's been so fun and they've been such a pleasure to get to know. We were talking before we started recording that they're such great people uh, off the field, too, and have such great personalities. So they're playing good softball, but then they're also just a, a joy and a pleasure to be around as, as people as well. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. They really are really awesome, outstanding human beings. 
All right, that is Rhonda Ravel with Nebraska Softball. They'll hit the road this weekend at Wisconsin. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick break here on Sports Nightly. Buckle up and put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office.